Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes host examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts from the Apollo 13 Minute and the Rocketeer Minute. I'm Jim O'Kane. And I'm Hal Bryan of the Rocketeer Minute. And I'm Chris Henry from the Apollo 13 Minute. And we are back... <laughs> Back in the in the parachuting gallery with uh, Homer uh, uh, disobeying most safety rules about uh, how to clean your gun. Right. Um, it's uh, it's quite a thing. Also, I, I, shooting in your shed, which is amazing. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> shooting in your shed. I have done some hillbilly stuff, but <laughs> never that. <laughs> yes, and and assuming that uh, that dried, uh, thin grained ash. Uh, logs are a good thing to shoot directly <laughs> at. Yes, yes. Don't miss or have a round go between any of those logs. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the kids? That's the, that's the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this minute is this the last few seconds when there's a there's a roving band of urchins. That's yes. A... <laughs> this is where Homer keeps his guns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, including a well, well, we'll get to him. But there's a Jughead uh, hat that I really want. Um, now, I, I am not a I am not a gun guy. I mean, I I've uh, I fired rifles and pistols and all kinds of stuff. And I used to work for uh, H and K, but but um, as as to um, owning owning long rifles, I just I know twenty twos and thirty out sixes, and I think this is a thirty out six, but I I don't know anything this old. Yeah, I wish I recognized it better. Like I said the, the more sort of nondescript wooden firearms of that era are not my uh, area of expertise. I mean, you can tell it's bolt, it's bolt action as is typical of the day. But uh, as far as exactly what it, it it could be, almost sort of any number of things. It does. It's not. Uh, it doesn't look to me to be you know military issue. It's not something like an M1 or something like that that we'd recognize. But just a good old a good old Plinken rifle. Yeah, just get out there and uh, knock some uh, knock some geese out of the sky or something. Yeah. Um, Shingles off the roof. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Stir yeah. up the cordwood in the shed. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The neighbor's bay window. You know, it's just yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's uh, but uh, he's just doing a, a bang up job, ineffectually cleaning. I don't I don't know how much you have to clean the outside corners of the barrel to make sure that it works properly. But he may he may be working the the, the breach there. I'm. Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing, other than the director told him to. <laughs> right. He's uh, he's doing what actors call business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, got he's got lots of good business, and he's and even in the scene, Homer is doing business to to stay distracted and keep avoiding the uh, the topic at hand. Yeah, and uh, Wilma Wilma's hitting him with some uh, hard going stuff, so it's right. uh, he probably just, he's probably trying his best not to hear it. Um, he uh Wilma is Wilma is trying to figure out uh if he's changed his mind or not and um you know he's he's like he doesn't answer that question he just says have i have i said anything about changing my mind which isn't a no and it isn't a yes so he's not helping right um and her approach to this whole thing is so i i don't know it's so it's almost like it's the best kind of passive aggressive, if that's sort of sort of the thing. It's <laughs> it's she's she's confronting it, but she's being as non confrontational as she can possibly be without just letting him 
go back into denial and and avoid the avoid the topic. She approaches it so gently and so earnestly, and she's she's trying so hard to make it so easy for him, and he's just not playing along yet. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Um, I've heard a relationship thing about. Uh, relationships are like a seesaw and one person can't work the seesaw you need somebody else on the other side <laughs> and yeah. she's trying everything to get him to push off uh, on the other part um including well where he creates this uh this breach of uh firearm safety by sticking his eyeball down the uh, the end of the barrel um which I, he has the bolt open which is a good thing um i think but it just seems like something that you shouldn't be playing around with a, <laughs> a gun with your hooks and looking down the wrong end of the tube, you know. Right. You also should, shouldn't be messing with a firearm in the middle of a serious conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Let's decide what we're going to do with the rest of our lives. Right. Yeah. Like, and saying yeah. things are different yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and no, obviously no disrespect and no discrimination attended, but if you have zero hands... It, it's a time to be extra careful with a firearm. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just good sound uh, sound advice. Now, normally, you know, of course, if you need to look down the barrel of the firearm and see how clean it is, then it's a good idea to disassemble that firearm to that next level where you yeah. just lift the barrel out and it's not connected to anything. And then you can look down there all you want and see how clean it is. <laughs> or you can uh, reenact the opening to James Bond films. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying the <laughs> rifling down the barrel. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he. Yeah, and the thing is, he's in a he's in a workshop, and I think earlier on we saw that the uh, the the rifle was like mounted on a uh, you know some kind of a vice was holding it, or some kind of clamps were hold, was holding it in the air. So it's like I would think if you're going to clean, you're not going to sit there with it in your lap, pointed at your face, and instead <laughs> right. you just put it on put it on the workbench, go back and forth. And uh, you know you can go at it with toothbrushes and wire whisks and all the other, but well that wouldn't that wouldn't serve the purposes of the movie. It feels like a bad Elmer Fudd cartoon, where like yeah, you know, it's gonna blow <laughs> yeah. up in his face. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have he's yeah. gonna have to turn his duck bill around back to yes. the yeah. despicable. Duck, duck season, <laughs> rabbit season. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's a. Uh, it's it's just it's just a, a rough go for him. He's just trying to find anything that he's trying to look at anything that isn't Wilma. Right. Um, Whereas the rest of us are doing precisely the opposite. That's yes. all I can look at. I didn't even know there was a set. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm just Kathy O'Donnell is astonishing because she is from, she is from Oklahoma, and the year before she had a you know cut it with a knife Oklahoma accent, and here she's talking transatlantic, um, just the perfect elocution and diction lessons just flowing out of her mouth, and it's unbelievable how how clear she why is he not listening to her you just want to sh- you want to grab homer and shake him it's like would you listen to this lady <laughs> she cares about you and uh, so uh anyway i i, I digress but, um it i i do like her ability to get back to the topic at hand because he was trying to distract her by starting a fight and saying don't you know i you know, don't you think I know how to handle a gun? And you know, the the obvious thing is saying, well, obviously not, since you're looking the wrong way down the tube. But, right. Um, but she gives him that nice uh, anodyne. Well, I don't, I don't know what to think, Homer. It's, uh, you know, she, she's like, and she's she's using. Um, I remember when my kids were in middle school, we had this um, 
they or they had this uh, guidance counselor who was always talking about how to be how to be a parent, how not to be a men, how to go from being a parent to being a mentor, and all this other stuff. But but one of the things that uh, that they talked about is using I messages that you have to say when you do this, I feel like this, and she's doing that right now. She's saying, look, I don't know how you feel, but this is how I feel. I'm in love with you now. I always have been. But, you know, many things have changed since the last time we saw each other, but this, this hasn't changed for me. And that's that where, she, you know, and she probably had this all worked out in her head. I'm going to just lay all the cards out. I'm going to tell them this is what I need to hear from you. Tell me what you're thinking. What Do you still care about me? Do you still want to get married? Blah, blah, blah. And so Homer's response has to be either he's going to talk to her or he's going to find something else to distract him. Uh, you know, we're, we get into the next minute. What's gonna, well, we, we can talk about what's distracting him, but he's he's found his he, he really owes his sister a, a solid because she provided the distraction. Um, Wouldn't I, you just be like, "Thank you, Jesus"? Yeah, if, if she still wanted to marry you, like <laughs> those uh, rotten uh, kids. Yeah, yeah. No, just, I'd be like, like this, well, like this. She wants to have a serious talk with you, which it seems like it's going to go toward the breakup. Yeah, and then it's oh, like, yeah. I still want to marry you, and it's like, just just be like oh, i gotta go get my lucky sob awards from somebody right. exactly <laughs> yes. hang Where's on I, i've got a text or a tux uh, you yeah. know behind this stack of wood yeah yeah let's, let's do it right now yeah. yeah one of those kids peeking in the window is probably an ordained minister yes, yes. <laughs> you could be a, you could, yeah. my sister will be a, a witness and yes. off we go yeah my, exactly. my, i think my dad's played a parson in a couple of other movies yeah, so. exactly. yeah. just for the love of god do it while you have the chance exactly yeah. <laughs> Instead, oh, it's just he's got uh, he's got a lot more self pity he's got to work through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very. I I don't know. Like, there's things that I almost I don't buy. I can kind of buy this. I can fi- kind of feel his self doubt in this whole thing that he's just he's he's still grinding on this whole depression from you know it, it's PTSD, but it's also just depression of looking forward to what what his future is like, and he's. He's had enough of the pity parties and things that he's experienced going everywhere. Everywhere he meets, people feel sorry for him. And so that becomes a very familiar feeling to him. And the biggest problem with bad feelings is when they get familiar, they can be habit-forming. Um, there's, there's certain, I'm not a psychologist, but there's certain kinds of personality disorders where um, people will invoke anger or frustration in others because they know how to react to that reaction and you know nobody likes me everybody hates me i'm gonna go eat worms and so he's trying (laughs) he's trying to get a nobody likes me out of wilma but she's not having any um and it's you know it's it's fascinating psychology for him to do i mean the I said this is this is one of the less believable parts about us, but you know, like Chris was saying, you know, it's Wilma for God's sake. What's wrong with you? Right. You've got Wilma right here, and you've got a gun. It's you know, it's it's it's, it's like Wilma, and I got. What else do you need in life? It's just. Um, it's, I would live in that shed. Like, yeah. That's fine. Like, <laughs> Happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna make wooden boats. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might carve a couple of fake hands. Yeah. Yeah. Hand. Exactly. We're good. But, these are my party hands. This is my okay look <laughs> party hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> These have kung fu grip. Yes. <laughs> oh. you know, it's like I, I don't I, I don't buy that one and I don't buy the, the other the other one I never believe in is when Peggy tells her parents she's gonna break that marriage up. I never yeah. 
I never buy that when she just comes out with that line. That's the to me that's the most unrealistic line of I'm gonna you know here's my, here's my evil plans mwahaha. Um, but yeah, this is this is hard to buy. And if it weren't for Homer, I wouldn't buy it. But Homer pulls it through. Homer, I can believe he's just trying to find any excuse not to have this conversation. Um, and he winds up with you know uh, Luella and Jughead out there in the in the backyard to to give him give him a pass on this one. Uh, that that is uh, that scene is blocked and just blocked so well. We, we've we've talked and I think we I think we're talking uh, we end up talking more later this week about lighting and things like that as well. But yeah, um, just the the kids just just fade in through that uh through that kind of glazed glazed window and it's it's amazing when you think about how it's a, such a simple thing but you just you spot them out there to, to just the absolute perfect degree we don't uh we don't cut to them right away we don't zoom in and there isn't a dramatic music stab just there's just faces starting to appear and you know that that's going to be important soon enough but uh but they're not spoon-fed or anything until it's really time, or spoon-fed to the audience until it's really time to focus on them. Yeah, um, I th- something I learned from watching this because I, you know, I had to use the internet. But I finally found out what the type of cap that that kid in the back, that jughead oh, really? hat that he's wearing. Yeah. it's co- it's called a whoopee cap, and I always wondered what it was. It's made from a man's fedora hat. They take the brim. They trim it with pinking shears, and then turn it up. Ah. So you've got a you've got the cap part that that rounded part on on the on the top, and then you could um, uh, you 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 could you know you tr- you trim you uh, you trimmed it up. So the cap came down, and then the brim turned up with the pinking shears. You wound up with the zigzags, and then what happens inside? Okay. Uh, if you can picture a fedora, which, uh, Hal, I think you have at least 80 fedoras. <laughs> but if you take a fedora and you trim the brim off, the only thing that's left is that metal that, or that leather belt that goes around the inside. Right. So what you're looking at with this kid, if you look at it, that's the leather interior that's bent inside out. Ah. And it's sitting on his head upside down. And the thing about that, that, they're, I mean, they're made of leather, but they're also, they have a cork insert on the back. So the popular thing to do as, as you know, wearing a, uh, wearing an onion on your belt, but uh, <laughs> you also, what you would do is you would take um, pins, you know, any kind of like, like lapel pins or, you know, campaign pins or um, bottle caps and jam them into the cork. And that would hold, that would hold the, uh, the bottle cap on your head or a pin, or any of these other things, and that would you'd form that on the outside of that whoopee cap that you were wearing, which explains the presumably at least fifteen pieces of flair that yeah. uh, <laughs> that decorate his cap. I see a like a longhorn steer's head. There's some writing behind it. I wish I could see that just a little bit better. Yeah, and there's like a palm tree and a horse. Yeah, there's a there's a horse. There's a looks more like a traditional button. There's a sheriff star, and then right below that, there's what I think is a tiny little revolver, like a little. You know, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, that's that's. Although I'm, I may just be Rorschacking myself here, but uh, but yeah, I wonder what that writing 
says there's an N and then like maybe an M and an N O. There is like a Longhorn. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, no, it's that's like clearly a, that's yeah. like the most prominent uh, prominent yeah. piece right there in the middle. And I'm trying to decide what's on the the uh, screen left side of the Longhorn. There's the letter N yeah. on the top of the hat, and then Where's like, the Z? I don't know if that's it a, can be twisted. I don't know. Or is it somebody um, falling down a flight of stairs? Yeah, yeah exactly. Very, it looks like somebody yeah. falling, or it could be a mermaid. It could be a, yeah, it's it's it could yeah, be anything. It's, it's, but <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's it very very Roar's Arch. Uh, but it, yeah, I, exactly. What do you see, Chris Henry? <laughs> now that I think about a guy falling down the steps, that's all I can see. <laughs> yeah, it's um. But I, I until until I looked this up, I had no idea what Jughead's hat was or how it was constructed, and I didn't know it was. You know, you took your dad's old beat up hat when it was dead, and you chopped the chopped the outside of it and folded it inside out like a you're folding it like a sailor cap basically but you just took out the outer the outer half of the or more than half of it so you get the in you could turn it inside out and hopefully uh dad knows about this yeah and yeah. Uh, has agreed to this conversion uh conversion and donation you know it's always funny to me i've never i've never explored it but anytime i'm out and about and there's a group of kids i, I would say the group here is is very much the the youngest part of the spectrum but you know on up through you know maybe college freshmen or sophomores if you have a group and I, I see this mainly with guys if you have a group of of guys that age group I, I would guess if there's a minimum of four maybe five one of them will be the one in the hat and that's his ah. role in the group is to be you know oh who are you what's <laughs> your thing well I'm the guy with the hat yeah. And it could be, you know, a little gad about it could be it could be anything, but it's it's slightly odd and that's uh that's that's his identity. And so it's it's funny to me to see that these these little neighborhood kids, yep, there's four. That means one of them's gotta be the kid in the hat. It's the it's the forties <laughs> equivalent of uh, Mushmouth from the uh, Cosby kids. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's astonishing. And these I, I can't like I know I know that they're all like nine or ten, but to me the the kid in the back seems way older. I don't know, but maybe you know these mm -hmm. are the only kids he could hang around with. These are the only ones in the neighborhood. The baby right. boom hasn't happened yet, so this is this is his uh, assortment of available children to play with. Yeah, that's probably it. Plus, he's got some real intensity in those eyes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got in a in a really uh, a boss haircut. That that was my haircut growing up. That was I. That, that's what I looked like most of my growing up years. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's a very, very intense looking kit. He looks, he looks like he's got a, a, a trunk full of uh, headshots for the next movie. Right. Exactly. Um, I'll be the next tab hunter. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> are any of these kids old enough to be young Eagles? And we should uh, explain see, what they'd have Eagles to be, are. uh, they'd have to be eight years old or older. Okay. I think, I think at least certainly, uh, Mr. Intensity in the back could be, could be eight. I, what do you think? Could Jughead there be? I don't know. I Possibly. see like seven, six or seven yeah. with him somehow. Yeah, but they're older well, nine that are they're underdressed. They're um, oh, that's right. Yeah, they are under. They're they're like dressed younger for their age. That's why they're wearing the shorter. Oh sure. The shorter clothes and things to make them look younger. But they're all. I I know that uh, Luella is uh, nine at the time, so uh, I guess they would be 
I guess they would be eligible. Let's talk a little bit about the Young Eagles, just so that the people who do not know what we're talking about. Yeah, so what is this strange thing you're <laughs> well, mentioning? Well, we glue so, feathers <clears throat> to them. And, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's just, it's a harmless ritual. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so well, Chris and I both work for the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, and one of the uh, one of the programs I, I, I think organizationally we're the most proud of is our Young Eagles program. It's a youth outreach program. Started in 1992, and uh, the goal is very simple, and it's to work with volunteer pilots to take uh, young people between the ages of 8 and 17 and give them their first airplane ride, and it's entirely free of charge, just to expose them to the world of aviation, maybe let them take their control, the controls of the airplane for a bit, and just uh, show them uh, how much fun flying is and what that's all about. And uh, as of last month, I was just looking at the numbers. In fact, this morning, uh, we were just shy of 2.3 million kids wow. uh, that we've flown since uh, since 92. And I think, I, I don't remember my current total. I think it's it's maybe maybe 40-ish, something like that. And it's, uh, for me, it's the most rewarding flying uh, that, that I've ever done, with the possible exception of... of uh, some volunteer flying I've done for a group called Pilots and Paws, which is an animal rescue group, and airlifting animals away from uh, high kill shelters in certain parts of the country. But, but uh, you know, for me, going out and uh, giving a bunch of kids an airplane ride, I might you know you might fly four or five six times uh, in a day at, a, at one of these rallies, but then you have to stop and remember that. For each one of those kids, that might be one of the most memorable experiences of their lives up to that point. It might be something they'll remember their entire life, and it's it's so much fun to see anything like that through new and excited eyes. Yeah, and just giving them the idea that they have the ability to learn this stuff. I mean, that, that's that's what in in understanding flying that it's not it's not out of your reach to understand how to fly a plane. Um, exactly. At, at, at nine, you can pick this up. So. That's all these kids needed. Instead of playing out in the backyard, they should have been down at the uh, d- down at the B seventeen field, hitting up uh, hitting up some reti- retired junkyard fly- flyers. Yeah, I'll take I, you up. I mean, how could you imagine if we lived in that neighborhood? Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's that's where we'd be. <laughs> hey, you kids, get out of that cockpit! Yeah. I, I, I think of the uh, the Johnny Cash song, "One Piece at a Time," where he's, yes, he works in the uh, the the car factory and he's smuggling yes. out a bit at a time. Eventually, builds a car. That'd be us with B seventeen parts. Exactly. Just, I have a know. shed full of B seventeen parts in Wilma. That's I yeah, wouldn't need exactly. anything else. <laughs> yeah. Chris's life is set. Uh, yeah. so, why are you walking funny, Hal? Well, I've got this, uh, this uh, B- machine B- gun B- barrel uh, shoved yeah. down my pant leg, but otherwise. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, fine. is that an ADF antenna, or are you just happy yeah. to see me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a B seventeen twenty four twenty five twenty six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, uh, well, I mean, we're things are things are about to go south mighty fast <laughs> here because uh, uh, Homer's Homer's found his way out the door, and uh, poor Wilma. The, the last second of this, as we're seeing Wilma turn around and. You can hear the the giant italicized bold all caps oh no <laughs> rattling around in her head it's right. like ah uh. and uh Homer is simultaneously acting mad and trying not to grin uh that's <laughs> as he as he turns so that's i i, I think their conversation is now at an end 
Um, but, but we'll uh, explore that more uh, the rest of this yeah. week, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, we've got we've got a special guest coming in that I think uh, everybody will be will be pleased that hopefully uh, we're we're gonna get we are gonna we we've already we're doing this out of order, so we we already know it's it's a deep dive coming up for the for the rest of the week. So get out your notepads because there's lots of stuff to chat about. But uh, but I think we did pretty good so far this week, and I, I think uh, I know I know how the rest of this week is going. So I think we're we're gonna have a good time. Um, wow. For, well, that's, uh, that's it for today, I think. And, uh, for those, for people who are, who want to continue the conversation, we're always more, you're always more than welcome to, to, to talk with us on social media. That's available at Butch's Place, the best years of our lives, listeners cafe out there on Facebook or on Twitter. You can reach us at the best minutes. Uh, be sure that you can, uh, you can subscribe and please don't ask this very often, but if you could please leave a review and leave as many stars as uh, Apple Podcasts lets you, people find our podcast by reading reviews. So if you could go out and leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're also available on Spotify, Google Play, uh, TuneIn, or probably wherever you got this particular podcast, you can pick it up there. It's available at the big site, too, at thebestminutes.com. Uh, anyway, uh, we will join you here tomorrow. So uh, be back here next time with a special guest right here on The Best Minutes Podcast. Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.